0: Okay, we're back with uh, Dante Mathias. Uh, Inkwell is a short screenplay at uh, the Thriller Suspense uh, Film Festival. We we had him on earlier this year. Is it earlier this year for your earlier this year? One?
1: Yes, yes. Number one was a uh, a best student short at the Thriller Suspense Festival. That was number February,
0: one. Is it still number one? Like
1: it's uh, it's doing okay at festivals. Yeah, it's uh, we're keeping it out there for the rest of this year, and hopefully, we'll release it. I'm aiming for January 1st, 2024, and it will be on YouTube.
0: You're going to put it on YouTube? Yeah. It, it's a bad joke, though, I guess, right? Because you called the, 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 the film number one. So Yes. You
1: know. Yes, it's the pound sign one off the comic book pages.
0: So this script is another kind of, you know, not comic book, but it's about about uh, an unskilled artist. I'm going to do your your, your synopsis. An Un- unskilled artist discovers a pen that will draw whatever he wants at the cost of his talented friend Mm mm-hmm so yeah go ahead oh no it was just there's
1: a lot of inspiration between number one and this film that uh that number one really informed how inkwell would go there's a lot of similarities so it's uh it's fun to talk about both projects and for both projects to be out there in some form at the same time
0: so one's assuming that you're gonna make this into a, a movie
1: Yes, I'm going to be making it a short in the next couple of months. Currently assembling my team right now.
0: So, okay. So, what does it mean by that he could draw whatever he wants at the cost of his talented friend?
1: So, the whole script is based off of AI art, and it was the idea was to take the themes of AI art and the many conversations that were being had over this last year, and try and synthesize it into a natural story. So the pen draws much like a AI prompt generator does, things like mid-journey, all that. And so we decided that, uh, well, I decided that the story should have this development and it should be this pen and it's very magical, almost like a Twilight Zone episode or an old horror comic book from EC. And so we took that and then I decided to kind of add another layer to it, which was as the pen gets stronger, the artist, the talent, gets weaker and they uh, they're struggling to hold on as the pen succeeds. They start to fade away a very strong message movie. But I think it really works for where we are right now.
0: So you already have an Instagram page for it. Uh, yes As per this podcast, you have 70, 72 followers. Yes. Not bad for, for a film that hasn't been made yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, not not so bad. I think a lot of people from number one are really excited to see how this goes.
0: And, and I I had to notice that everything's in black and white. Are you going to shoot this film in black and white?
1: Yes, it'll be black and white uh, to contrast what number one's jalo aesthetic was.
0: So as we're kind of evolving into the future with AI, you're going to give us a classic black and white movie. Mm-hmm. Nothing
1: like throwing it into the past for us to understand the present, I guess.
0: So you you mentioned Twilight Zone. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you if you like? You're very relatively young. I'm assuming. How did, did, did you you've watched the, the the series? Some of the episodes. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I Rod Serling's is one of my biggest inspirations as a storyteller. The ability to tell these rather quick, compelling, fun, interesting narratives, while also in almost every episode having a very serious moral question. It never takes itself unseriously. Uh, it believes everything it's saying is important, and it was important in its day, whether it was talking about race or or humanity, and it's, so it's just aged so well, so I want to kind of echo that kind of style of filmmaking and of storytelling here.
0: It is interesting that it, it has aged very well, and it, it, I think it's probably the most influential, definitely, like, TV show. Like, you see, you see, like, nods to The Twilight Zone or kind of, like, blatant rip-offs The Twilight Zone and so much stuff, it's kind of amazing that... Mm-hmm. And then now your generation's watching it and you're kind of making, you're kind of uh, giving inspiration from it too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It carries on through the ages for sure.
0: hundred percent. They did, they, they tried to remake it too, right? I guess they, I don't mm-hmm. know if you watched some of the new the Jordan
1: Peele. Yeah. And I, I even enjoyed those and that's kind of, it's interesting to see that uh, you know, other people are still looking back at these classic television shows and drawing inspiration and, that's been a great source as well, The New Twilight Zone, because it's talking about uh, kind of making those older stories contemporary and how we might translate that type of style of Serling's writing and all those talented writers into a uh, modern lens.
0: So you you kind of mentioned that you said that the story couldn't be written a few years ago, mm-hmm. but I guess it's I guess it could because it just could be somebody it's almost like a gimmick film or like like Adam Sandler gets a remote control or whatever. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like it could be that kind of version where like, it's kind of like comedic in a sense where, mm-hmm. Hey, I got this pen, I could draw anything, but, yeah. but tone wise, you're, you're right. Cause it's about, cause it's it's serious, more serious than that. Right. You're kind of making a, a statement on society today, I guess. Right. Yeah. Because, you
1: know, five years ago, we had the most basic of AI generation stuff and now it's exceeded kind of what we thought would be possible and it will continue to get better and so now we have to kind of face this thing that was science fiction five, 10, 20 years ago something that was less concerning to us because it's more of a funny idea of what could happen now that it's happening people are afraid of what it could mean for their job or their livelihood or for art in general and where we draw the lines and how artists are supported so i think just with how time's gone on it's more serious now than it was before and so it requires that kind of uh, approach to take it very seriously
0: so we've shown a few ai films at our festival and Hmm. the and i've talked to a couple of the filmmakers and their rationalization is that they still it's still a creative process they still have to talk to the ai I
1: absolutely agree. And I think that AI is an amazing tool. And I I in no way am against the further development of it. I think there is some great potential to be had. And I think AI artists have like some great work ahead of them. But I also think that there is a lot of questionable things we got to look at where how things are being drawn from artists who don't necessarily give their permission to be basically a part of the index for this uh, these systems and how there is the potential that someone with a few words could uh, very easily put someone who puts hours into a drawing out of work. And I think there is concern about how human that art is. And there's just a general sense of just how much value does this really have? If If anyone can do it, then it's not special
0: yeah exactly and but 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 that's creativity though right so every everybody's got their own kind of unique point of view i guess right
1: yeah absolutely so i i don't want to see the end of ai art all i hope that inkwell does is it makes people think a little bit more about the conversations and kind of realize where we're at and where we could go in the worst possible scenario and to make sure we don't really get to that worst scenario
0: gotcha and so, so from like, so yeah, I can, yeah, this is going to be a good film. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. So you got your cast all lined up and you're in your cinematographer.
1: We're getting a lot of uh, people behind the camera set up right now. We're still about to, uh, we're about to go cast later this week.
0: And so we like, so you're going to use the same cinematographer as number one, or you got something new?
1: It's going to be a whole new team of other uh, ASU alums and some other people that we've kind of just met over the years and while on the circuit. And so I'm working with a award-winning producer, Chloe Rudolph, who uh, had several amazing films my semester. And I'm I'm very excited to work with her as my producer and some other great friends who had amazing films that will be hopping on board this project in many, many roles.
0: So the, is, uh, is, um, is this your first film like post-school
1: yeah, it is. It's the first short film I've done outside of a uh, school system uh, with no real teacher support or anything like that. So we'll be crowdfunding here in the next month and putting that out there. And then we'll be uh, also just getting a team together to kind of do this on our own. So it's our first kind of step out into a a real world scenario. No net to catch us.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, yeah, I I wish you the best. You're ready. So yeah. Right. So
1: yeah, we're, we're going to get really, really ready to go. And I think uh, I'm very confident that our uh, end results will come across exactly what we want it to be.
0: So we, in your blog interview, we asked you what else you're passionate about and you kind of just said, no, I'm, I'm, I just like watching movies and there's nothing I don't, that's my thing. That's my bag. I just like watching movies.
1: And uh, I realize now that's not, that's not the best answer. And I, I realize there is another answer to that. And I just, I just love history. And I love learning about just very th- things that are very distant from each other, be it the Antarctic or or different movements through history and styles and all these stories that are around. And I think why I say movies is because that's the lens I'm always thinking about those things in is, oh, how can this, Hilarious story about the Olympics, or this be turned into a movie, and so that's just kind of the lens through which I see everything, and that's kind of why I love it so much, is because I can well, learn about wrong anything.
0: With it. I, I'm sure Quentin Tarantino would have the same answer, right? So yeah, yeah. So we're, we we're doing this podcast during uh, Barberheimer. Did you go, did you watch both of those films?
1: Oh, absolutely. You we, did you saw both of them? Yeah, we saw at the Universal <laughs> Theater back to back. The tickets were sold out here so we had to do a eight o'clock p.m showing of Oppenheimer yeah. which means we got out of Barbie uh, which we saw second at 2 a.m so that was quite a drive home but it was a great it was a great night.
0: So like it looks like the movie movies are back in a sense right like they it's kind of like Top Gun a couple years ago and then now like two two very different films like you know it seems like there it's like must see you have to go to the movies to see these movies
1: yeah it's exciting as a young filmmaker to know that hey theaters aren't dead movies aren't dead you know this is still something that exists and will exist for a long time to come
0: so what was what's your pick of, of the two and say barbie
1: I oh say really barbie. i love
0: that by that as a thriller guy like uh, i know
1: i know I uh, I adored Barbie. I adored every second of it. The playlist has been going off in our house for the last uh, week since we watched it, and I can't. I, we might go back again and watch both Barbie and Heimer 2.
0: So, but what's like? It's it's. I I, I was like I, I. They they took a year, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because they were supposed to come out last year, and I I'm assuming tone wise that it's almost an impossible film. To nail, which they, they I guess they did, right?
1: Yo, yeah, oh, they absolutely did. I thought it was hilarious, emotional, and just, it's probably the most fun I've had in the theater this year, other than Spider Verse.
0: And so you got Boiler Bomback. Have you seen some of it in, in Greta Gerberg? Like oh, in, independent, like juror, jury, like, juror, can I say that? Jury, jury. filmmakers. They, they make films about families, like dysfunctional <laughs> families
1: marriage story and you know little women uh <laughs> ladybird uh those are all amazing films so yeah i i love all the filmmakers and the writers that are that were a part of this weekend release so it was really exciting to have
0: because we have of different made some, styles bone made some pretty genius films like back in the day like back in like, the last ten years right so yeah Yeah, I
1: really like both their styles, and they came together in a really awesome way. They made this. they
0: they made this Hollywood monster hit. Like, who I never would have thought in a million years he would have he would have been a part of that. Yeah,
1: I remember uh, seeing something that, you know, marriage stories based off that guy's real life in some regards. In some regards, and uh, if you trace it back, that would have happened the same time he was writing Madagascar three. I think that's. A hilarious fun fact just to imagine writing the the circus song and then going going home
0: yeah yeah it, it, it's, the squid and the whale was like is it's a almost a genius film so like it's like it's almost a perfect film so i don't Absolutely. know if you saw it i
1: uh, know i need to i need to watch that one Still, oh that's, my God. that's one i have not seen sorry i that's one i have not seen
0: yeah, you got to. Oh, yeah, it's it's well, it's got uh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg like before he was famous, I guess, and then Jeff Daniels and and uh, like plays the dad, and it's just like really dysfunctional. But it's like I totally get it. <laughs> he kind of like nails things. Laura Linney was this the mom, right? So it's like um, yeah, it's really Ada Paquin's in it as well. So it's yeah, it's really it's a really kind of like trippy kind of uh, family film. Let's put it that way.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I'll have to add it to the never ending watch list. Yeah. Uh, well, since
0: you watch Barbie, you gotta you gotta hit you gotta yes. hit Squid in the Whale. Absolutely. So then that yeah, so then so basically you're 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 uh, you're gonna make this the second this year, I guess your your first kind of like official out of school uh short film. And I'm assuming you got some features you you uh down the pipe. You've written or you got in your brain?
1: Yeah, I have a lot of uh I have a lot of features planned that I would love to do someday, and I'm writing uh, m- more than I should at a time, focusing uh, on too many projects at a time. But Inkwell is what I'm focused on next, first and foremost.
0: Gotcha. And then
1: hopefully down the line, I'll get to like, really make these other interesting thriller and suspense films, and maybe I'll be back then.
0: Well, you because you want to like? I guess that's what you that's, that's what you want to do. You want to be a feature filmmaker, I guess, right?
1: Absolutely, I love feature films, and that's always been to me the pinnacle of what I wanted to
0: do. Okay, so do me a favor when uh, uh, don't worry about submission fees or anything like that. When when Inkwell is done, uh, give me your ring or give me an email. I want I want to see the film.
1: Absolutely, we'll do. You'll be the first group to get it. All
0: right. Well, congratulations on on the success so far. Number one's a really interesting film. Nice nice student film. You could see the potential as you as a filmmaker with that film. So I can't wait to see your, uh, what I call call it, the sophomore film. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Number two. And it's a really well written script. So you're also a very good writer as well. So I'm assuming it's doing well in other contests.
1: Yeah, it's doing pretty well in other screenwriting contests. It's changed quite a bit since it won at uh, Wild Sound at the Thriller Suspense Festival and so it's, it's only improved since, thanks to your guys' feedback. And, you know, just hearing the script read out loud, that was awesome.
0: Cool. So you, you, you're you able to, like, understand the tweaks, I guess?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's been tweaked, and it's looking fantastic. All I can't right. wait to show you guys more.
0: I can't wait to see it, too. All right, man, let's talk again. I guess we'll, we'll make this every six months, maybe.
1: <laughs> let's try.
0: All right, have a good one. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five.